Hello and welcome to Coffee Cup Tarot, a podcast about the storytelling aspect of tarot and developing an intuitive understanding to the messages they reveal. I'm your host, Marcella Cadill. You can follow me on Instagram at Coffee Cup Tarot Reader, or you can book a reading directly with me at www.coffeecuptarot.com. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. everybody this is a bonus episode Woo-hoo. i'm marcella i'm aisha yeah so what do you want to talk about today i just think we need to take a second to rant a little bit about <laughs> all of, <laughs> all of the fear and like stigma or misconceptions around tarot because i think there's even you would think like in this day and age there wouldn't be that anymore because I don't know. We're educated, but um, <laughs> and definitely more open-minded, I feel. Yeah, but there are still so many people that have this negative connotation thinking it's like witchcraft or something. Yeah, my mom's boyfriend, if you're listening, I'm sorry, <laughs> but he told me that he feels like if you read tarot, it plants a seed. So like no matter if it was going to happen or if it wasn't going to happen, it's more likely to happen because you are then going to make it become into fruition. And I don't know how to talk to him about that. I think my my sister has the same uh, fear sometimes where she doesn't want a reading to tell her something that she didn't want to look at or address because yeah. <laughs> it gets in her head. But I think it only gets in your head if it's something you're meant Ignoring. to know anyway. Yeah, exactly. Or so like unwilling to face. Right. So it's, it's a tool to be able to access blind spots. Um, but co- that kind of reminds me of, I know there was a story, a true story in history where there was like a woman who was psychic in like maybe Renaissance times or even before that in like Europe. And she forecast that there was going to be some sort of a famine. So everybody went and started gathering all of their like the wheat and the corn and all the all the field things and they created a famine because she had prophesied that there was going to be one um so they hit they like locked her up and wouldn't listen to anything that she had to say anymore even though she was right they thought that she was manifesting Mm. and I mean I to a certain extent like we're right now reading the book about reality transurfing which suggests that there's infinite timelines and every potential outcome that could ever even be thought of exists somewhere and that's more of what I believe in so you can be aligning yourself to a potential outcome of a situation when it gets in your head and manifesting it Mm -hmm. but you're not even manifesting it you're just jumping to that reality so you're not creating anything everything already exists you get to choose what's going to actually manifest. And so your reading can tell you, hey, I don't really want to choose that outcome. So guess what? I'm going to choose a different one by mm-hmm. taking heed of this reading. Yeah, I didn't even think to connect reality transurfing with tarot. <laughs> That's so interesting because then it's like, well, I guess not really because whenever like I did a reading for this one person recently and I showed her three different outcomes so like if she did this this is what would happen if she did this this would happen blah 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 and so that is like three realities that are existing right now and if she chose to act on any one of those she oh yeah 
it's like that makes just so much sense. potential timelines. So you're not like the people that are terrified of tarot thinking it's fortune telling and you're locked into a future. That in and of itself is that's not how we see it. And that's not how we read it for people. Mm-hmm. It's not set in stone because you get cards that are suggesting you're putting a lot of energy towards this potential timeline or outcome. It's no matter what you see in a reading, it's still you have the free will to make your choices from then on with the information you're given. Hmm. I also don't think, like, regardless of, like, what people believe reality is, even if you think there is destiny or free will or nothing, there is no destiny, like, no matter what, tarot still cannot predict the future. Mm -hmm. Like, especially if you don't believe in any of that stuff, because maybe the tarot won't work for that person, or they, like, shut it out so much and they don't want to see it, but... If they are open to it and they see, like, how I'm acting right now and the things I'm doing towards this situation can lead me here, well, if I see that and I can logically be like, oh, wow, that actually makes sense. I do see that that could happen. What if I do steps one, two, three to get a different outcome? And regardless of your belief in life. That's why there's like, sometimes I've seen tarot readers give a certain amount of time between readings of the same situation because your readings will change. Your outcome is going to change depending on how your mindset is. I think it's, it's just showing you what your present beliefs are. And if reality is manifesting as a result of your beliefs or you're paying more attention to what already, like the confirmation bias, what you already believe you're giving, you're feeding evidence towards. Mm -hmm. I think tarot can be such a great tool to better understand your subconscious based on how the cards that you receive make you feel. Yeah. And if you are interested in like learning tarot, um, you could do like the one card a day journal. And actually, like, just intuitively write down what you think and then look up the meaning of the card and then write down the meaning that resonates with you. And then in, like, a week, go back and see how that card affected your life. And then it could also, like, show... It can show you how it didn't come up and, like, what you did since you had the idea. Like, oh, like, the chariot reverse came up. Like, I hope I don't get like a car trouble so then you look and you're like oh my oil needs to be changed like yesterday (laughs) you know like so then it's like you're actively avoiding a situation that's literally what happened to me for with astrology (laughs) not tarot but uh, an astrology thing I saw in my chart that on this specific weekend that I was supposed to be traveling that I was supposed to have some car issue so I took it in and there was like a bunch of things that needed fixing that my car definitely wouldn't have made it um (laughs) but yeah and then I was the confidence that you get when you know that you have taken like taken the power of a situation based on what you've allowed yourself to not fear but become more aware of Mm -hmm. in your reality yeah I have this friend who's like that's interesting sorry about what you fear versus what you're aware of because I think he is anti-tarot and anti-psychics which I don't claim to be psychic whatsoever but he's anti-tarot because he's afraid that it will it will show him something that he doesn't want to see. Mm-hmm. Or even something that is irrelevant so much as, you know, a three-card pull that, that he resonates with those cards and it scares him. Because he doesn't like the connection that someone, I don't know. Yeah. I think a lot of people are kind of threatened when other people or other tools might know more about them than they do. <laughs> 
Yeah. I think that's why a lot of people are scared of therapy, too, because they don't want to be observed um, or have things pointed out to them that maybe they didn't see. But I don't know. I love arming myself with knowledge about myself. (laughs) (laughs) Then I can't lie to myself as much. (laughs) Forces you to grow, too. Yeah. And I truly do align with the, the Rosicrucian teachings of ego death for soul illumination. I think you have to kill your own ego. And so that the uncovering of what is ego versus soul, yeah, it's going to be painful. Like if, if reality, if a situation makes your ego feel good, then you're lacking from your soul. Like you're, you, those oppose each other in so many instances. If you're feeding one, you're depriving the other. Mm-hmm. So just think any tool that can shove that in my face, I would rather go through the pain <laughs> of ego because I know that if I'm more in alignment with my soul, I have more to offer to the world. Yeah. But yeah, also, I think religious teachings can oppose tarot. I don't know if it directly calls them out, but like divination or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think, but I don't know what translation of the bible or what okay well that doesn't make any sense because in the bible in one of the like mm, one of the psalms i don't remember which one but there's a dream there's like a ruler who is going basically what's happening right now with number 45 all the stuff that's happening with him, they go to the divination and they go to the people who are psychic and they ask them to, like, help. And no one is able to help or, like, trans... It's like a dream that they're trying to interpret. Hmm. And then they ask Daniel and Daniel's able to interpret the dream. So there's, like, psychics in the Bible. So it's like... Where they're oh. using them and gaining yeah. information. Yeah, I, I mean, I always... Like, I remember when I first started with astrology and tarot, I had a conversation with my mom where she was saying like, you don't want to ever live your life around these things. I think that's what the warning is against is like becoming so dependent on symbols around you that you don't listen to your own intuition. So, Mm -hmm. or your own connection to divine energy, God, source, whatever you want to call it. Um, That it's, it's more about the dependency, not necessarily that you can't gain something through it. Like you can, as long as you're connected, you're picking up signs and symbols and meaning all around you all the time. Like you have a lucky pair of underwear or like carry around. There's so many like (laughs) superstitious things that people rely on. So and believe in, and that's not like demonic. So yeah, it's like every time I see a yellow butterfly, it's literally showing me that whatever is happening around me I need to pay attention to or like where I am it's I'm on the right path and it's just like a little like nod from the universe and be like oh you're right where you're supposed to be yeah I feel like repeating numbers yeah the repeating numbers are like a dream or like anything it can just show you that you're not really alone and that you have a support system I think is how I like to look at the tarot. I don't like to look at... Okay, well, this is kind of different. I am afraid of Ouija boards, but only because of all of our experiences that have happened with them. But I don't want that in my house. But, like, tarot, I feel like it's a completely different energy, and it's not other people connecting to you through the tarot. It's 
either your guide or the person you're reading for's guide. Like, I, it's not... It's all about intention. I really, I truly believe that no matter what you're doing, if somebody goes into a tarot reading with a ton of fear that they're going to be, like, haunted by demons afterward, that might happen because they manifested <laughs> it. Same thing with a Ouija board. They same thing, like, reality. It's, yeah, I think it's... It, the amount of fear that you have in association with something is going to manifest more reasons to fear it. So the more stigma superstition stereotypes you can like eradicate fear from in your mind the less likely you're going to align with a reality where you manifest something to fear (laughs) yeah so (laughs) i like when you get heated up about something you're just like i mean ready (laughs) (laughs) when it comes to people being choosing to be afraid of things it just doesn't seem like logical. Is that how you think, how you feel that I'm choosing to be afraid of the Ouija board? Heck yeah. <laughs> what experience did you really have that terrified you so deeply? Like no- the cemetery on Halloween. Yeah, but it, you didn't get hurt. <laughs> nothing like you didn't get haunted for the rest of your, you didn't get possessed by a demon. Like nothing to, I mean, we were pretty close and <laughs> had the cops not have come and we escaped when we did, we would either have been possessed or we would have been in jail. No so. way. We have we just have a cool story. Like, <laughs> nothing bad. We didn't get arrested. Not, like, I don't know. It was pretty easy to escape. I've we had some <laughs> crazy tarot ex- or crazy Ouija board experiences where I was actually actively haunted. But you know what? I chose that experience. <laughs> I wanted to be. Like, I, I sat down to do the Ouija board because I wanted to connect with ghosts. If I didn't believe in it or thought it was just my subconscious... And I think you could do the same thing with tarot. You could believe that it is your spirit guide coming through. You could believe that it is a dead loved one coming through. It's the way that you attribute meaning. Hmm. Yeah. It's also like with anything else, like tea leaf reading or I Ching, like no matter what divination you use, it's how you interpret the images and your connection to it mm-hmm. and your intention, ultimately. Because yeah. a lot of people, I remember there was this one lady whom I didn't, I didn't really care for. And she came from a line of tea leaf readers. And so she was like, oh, let's read our tea leaves. And I was like, well, this is cool. It was at work. And I was like, I, someone I work with is into this thing, you know? And so she, she shows me her cup and I immediately saw the tower, like the card of the tower. And that was my association with her. So I was just like, there's the tower and then she said oh I see money falling from the sky and she's like the dots represent money which I later learned that dots are money and tea leaf but my interpretation is still valid so yeah absolutely it totally is what you're seeing through your lens yeah but I also think like boardwalk psychics that pull tarot cards Mm. also for like five dollars and give you like a two-word reading kind of also like sours people towards tarot because they think that's what they're gonna get <laughs> something super yeah. obvious and yeah I don't like those at all I've never I've actually never done one of those before and really? I kind of wanted yeah I kind of want to do one now just to see what would happen okay no remember when we went to that one place and the guy did I don't know what it was it was like he connected to your spirit guides or something yeah he just talked about law of attraction the entire time yeah I, did you did that feel real to you um he was just telling me Stuff that I already know. So, like, I think for a lot of people that maybe have no introduction to that world or have no connection to their own inner guidance systems would be mind-blowing stuff. But do you think he was connected to your guides? No, not to mine. Yeah, I feel like that's my only... Because they would have told him, like, She already knows what you're talking about. 
Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I still appreciate that. You're talking to he's, a pro manifester. <laughs> he's like, at least he's got a good intention to like help yeah. other people. Yeah, and it people. was a positive message. It wasn't totally. like something scary. Like, yeah. law of attraction is good stuff, but. Yeah. I don't know. That always bothered me. But maybe he was. Maybe he was like reading the vibration that I was already in. Like, that was what he was. I don't know. I don't know how other people's like gifts work. There is this woman here that I've been wanting to go to because a few people I know go to her and every they say to go to her like four times a year and you'll do like a spirit guide Mm check-in. So like all your guides come in the room and she like talks to them about choices that are coming up in your life or like things that you can do. And I've been thinking about doing it. That's cool. Yeah. And there's like this one business lady here whom I really respect and really admire and she goes four times a year. And the lady's like, you can't come more than four times a year. Like, hmm. nothing will be new. You won't have made any changes. So, like, I also appreciate that because she's not just trying to get money, you know? Yeah, there was a clairvoyant that I went to that was, like, the best, most gifted person that I've ever come across um, because she would talk to your higher self. And, I mean, she she was able to talk to my higher self and my guides about experiences that I had had when I was by myself and the thoughts that I had in those moments and she could paint the entire Mm. scene for me um and it I (laughs) I had even like talked to my guides right before I went to go see her and said I'll believe in this woman like the the first time I was like I'll believe in this woman if she brings you guys up and as soon as I walked in she was like oh you brought your friends with you like they're and described (laughs) all about it and it was just like all right I'll take you seriously lady (laughs) but I do always have that and it sucks because like I know as a tarot reader I hate when people come into it so skeptical because they want me to like wow them with an Mm -hmm. interpretation knowing something that they are thinking because that just puts so much pressure and you can like extract so much more information and make a more impactful reading when you have the information Mm -hmm. and you can make sense of everything but I do the same thing when I go to people. (laughs) (laughs) We're all guilty. I know. And know that, like, the more information you actually give them, it doesn't take away from the message they can It can bring more to it. Yeah. Because there was this one time I read for a friend, and it was in the very beginning, and I didn't know. Like, I didn't want to probe. I felt like I was, like, asking for too much information. So I was like, oh, let's just throw some cards down, and let's see what happens. So I threw some cards down, and he he was like, oh, that's interesting. And I was like, well, what did you ask? And he told me he asked about, like, his family. And then as soon as he said that, I knew exactly what the cards were saying. And then I was able to tell a story. So, like, the very first card was the Six of Cups. And I was using a Rider Waite Smith Tarot deck. So, in the back, I saw, like, this man running up the stairs. And then the next card was the Two of Wands. And he's, like, looking over the balcony at the top of the stairs. So, and it was, like, about his father, like, Mm. running away from him as a kid. And then how he's afraid to face the same, to be that man. And he kind of is that man, or he fears he is. So it was just like, brings so much more to the reading. So just like, even if it's just a general word, like family, or this is about like the one the other day, like this is about a six month reading because of my terminal illness. Like anything can bring more layers and can help you. Yep. So cool. I love it so much. I know, same. (laughs) So... Moral of this episode is stop being so scared. Look at yourself. It's fine. And 
Always have the highest good in mind, whether you're reading or you're getting your cards read or whatever, and you'll be great. And your fate is not sealed. Yeah, you can, you can always be like, I don't want that to happen. Yep. And change it. Choose something else. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. This is, this is fun. Um, if you have any ideas for something else that you would like us to chat about, we're just kind of recording them as we think about them, I guess. (laughs) So so let us know what you want us to chat about and we'll make that happen. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.